0: feel like I'm at the White House now all mic'd up and loud. Um, you know I was thinking of uh, what is happening in our world and you know I have come to the conclusion that not only is the world is taking on rather the church is taking on the culture of the world but oftentimes we live in the world and I uh, must say sad as it is, that uh, oftentimes we are not shining in as we are to. We are sort of confusing many. And you know, as we think of the time we are in, that I think we are in the end time. The Lord says in His word that when he's near at the hand, Men are going to become lovers of self more than lovers of thee. And I think today we are in a time where so much people have been taken up with self and with pride and uh, with, with what is uh, what I can get from this world that oftentimes we miss the opportunity of what God has called us to. I think COVID has come in, and not only did he cause a lot of interruption in many lives, but I think it's also brought out a lot of the real us, the really true us. Because you know, people had become so comfortable. Um, and I think God is, one would say, possibly tired of us just giving uh, the little lukewarmness. He's really and ready to cause us to use us and to turn, uh, we are the one he's going to use still to turn the world upside down. But I believe that until we understand who we truly are and what the power that is given to us, oftentimes, even though we are walking and we are trying, that we will not really make that difference until we are fully sold out for him. And I think that's what happened is that oftentimes, myself and possible others become so taken up with what can I grab, what can I achieve in this life, and we often miss the opportunity to realize that, hey, my neighbor next door do not know the Lord, and, you know, I might be just the one to go tell him, but oftentimes, I cannot tell him because of the way that I'm so busy trying to, just grab this uh, achievement in life and to have this comfortable life. I think that today what is missing in many of our lives is that God is calling us out to remember um, what he says. And this morning i like for us to just go to Matthew, Matthew chapter, uh, let's go Matthew chapter 5. I'm going to read a few verse there because you see until we are where god called us to be oftentimes we're gonna maybe count the costs and maybe find ourselves being so comfortable that we miss the opportunity that we are the one that has been called out to send out to go out into the world and to preach the word but oftentimes how can i preach it when i don't even know it as they are to. So let's just look at Matthew 5 there. There is something here I think that is vital, not only in the life of those that are in the church, but in everyone's life. And that is the concept of forgiveness. You see, oftentimes we hold on to so many things uh, in our family and even in the assembly. You know, but I like to just read this passage, as I know time is limit. Matthew 5, and we're going to do verse 43. So Matthew five forty-three 43 says there, have, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your neighbor, bless those who curse you, and do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who despitefully use you and prosecute you, that you may know the son of your father in heaven, for he makes his sun shine on the evil and on the good, and send rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collector do the same, and if you greet you're only. What do you more than others? Not do not even the tax collector do so. And verse forty-four is where I'm going. And he says in verse forty-four, therefore you shall, therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So here is that God is telling us that um, we do things oftentimes It's like. Uh, Hand out. we do things for people we like and we do things for people who we can achieve something back for but when we think of our enemies which we all have enemies i mean even though we are called to love them my neighbor he doesn't cut his grass and i guess he becomes my enemy because deep down inside there is a resentment of me not wanting to even talk to him but also this is what the Lord is saying: that don't do good because you want to get a reward. But look at verse six of um, the first verse in Matthew six, rather Matthew six twelve says here: "And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors." He wants us to not just be doing good because we want to let others become our best friend. But well, he wants us to do good because it's what we are called here. Um, forgiveness. What is forgiveness? It's an resentment that has been, or a debt that has been paid. You know, uh remember that in, I think it's Col- um, Colossians, that as Paul would write there, I think we could go there, Cor- I think it's Colossians, Paul was writing to the, the Ephesians, He says in Colossians 3, verse 13. And you can maybe just hold your Bible back there to match you. We can merge back there a little. But look at what he says in Corinthians. Paul is here writing, um, putting the pen to the parchment. And here's what he says here. And as we, you know, think of these things that are vital, that if we are not willing to forgive, as you said, those that we encounter, then our testimony would be marred. And oftentimes that's the reason why we are not effective as we are to. Let's do, look at current, current, uh, Colossians 3, 13. It says there, verse 13, Bear with one another and forgive one another. If anyone has a complaint against you, even as Christ forgive you, so you also must do. You know? bearing with one another and that's another subject in itself but also it says that we have to forgive one another you know oftentimes we choose who we want to forgive yes if if you um often if you are a family member then it's maybe easier to forgive you and oftentimes because of us so i don't want to choose who we forgive that we become whereas in I would say um, shady because we will often forgive those who we maybe be a little closer to, but he is telling us that we are to forgive not just those who we are close to, not just those who we are connected to, but we are told to forgive everyone, we are told to love our enemies, you know, so we must realize that forgiveness is not optional we hard to realize that we are called to forgive those who are close to us and those who are not so close. You know, it's not optional. We do not choose who we want to forgive. Um, Ephesians 4.32 is another verse that reminds us of of our state of of, um, life. Ephesians 4.32 says, based on it on forgiveness it says be kind one to another tender-hearted forgiving one another even as christ forgives you so here we have the first uh, aspect of forgiveness that is not optional we do not choose to forgive others because based on the relationship we have we got to have a heart to realize that we have Often, or most, a lot of times, fail, and we ourselves need forgiveness from someone. So, not because they might, we might think sometimes we are doing better or we are achieving more, and we can uh, hand out more. Meaning that we are any better than people. You know, we are all sinners, saved by grace. So, let's realize that as a company, especially those that are serving the Lord, we have to have a heart that is willing to look beyond the present moment and to understand that when we are holding on to things and we allow this grudge and this resentment, it hinder us from growing and from serving the Lord wholeheartedly. There is another mention or matter to forgiveness and that is we have to make the first move. Oftentimes when we are offended by someone, we tend to take or make, have a distance. We do not want to see them. I've seen it where, even in the church, that people comes and they are so taken up, not wanting to pass each other because of a resentment, something that has occurred between each other. But I remember that the Lord says, I'm trying to remember that verse, it might have been where the Lord says, if you have anything in your heart against someone, that before you come and offer your sacrifice, that you have, you have to go out and make it a right with such a person. So even though most times we might not be on the side where we are offending each other, uh, we are the one who are having that uh, um that needs that forgiveness. That we have to realize that if there is something within my heart or within us that is causing me to not be able to go and sit with my brothers or those that I'm associated with. If there's any resentment, he says it's better to go and make it right before you come and give that sacrifice. So as one would say, if you are praying, stop praying. If there's something in your heart that is against you and your brother, then don't even pray because your prayer will not be answered until until we make it a right. You know, you might be singing, or rather the choir is singing, but your praise is not going up. Because there's that resentment that is within us. And I must say that when we hold on to forgiveness, is that even though we might think that, hey, you are the one who offended me, is that if I'm holding on to this forgiveness, I'm hurting possible most time hurting myself more than you. Because what had happened is that I built this, this 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 jail. And I become a prisoner of my own self. And oftentimes, I'm so taken up, I'm going to have a heart attack in passing someone who had offended me. So I think that what the Lord is saying to us, that even if we are offended by someone, even if we are not on the end of causing the issue, that as Christians, we are called out to go out and make that approach. Yes, it's sometimes hard, but let's, let's make that call. Even though you might not want to go face-to-face face with the person let's try to make that effort to make the first move because see oftentimes we hold on to things of what i've done what she have done and oftentimes myself is not even aware that it's become so much an issue and i've seen this where people is walking on the street and they almost get run over by a car because they want to stay away from each other because there's an offense Somebody had offended them. Somebody had said something that they didn't like. Somebody has done something that they, they, they're not like. And I was talking to someone even this uh, the last week about how easy it is for us to just become so um, as in holding on to things. That if I'm in a relationship and someone else is having an issue with my wife or my kids, then it's become me also. I won't talk. I won't visit. I won't say nothing. And it shouldn't be like that. I mean, I'm just thinking that even if someone is having an offense with someone, I should have a heart, open heart, to understand that, as I said, we are all broken vessel. And God is calling us out to not hold on to that resentment and cause it to become so taken over in my life that I missed an opportunity to realize that, yeah, the world is dying, um, might be the one who is turning people off. Because of my own selfish ways. So there is a grudge. There is a resentment. There is an anger. There is a bitterness. And all of this stems from what build up from us not willing to forgive someone. But I think that we are at a time where God is calling us out to understand that we need to have a heart like his. A forgiving heart. Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. You know when he was on the cross. Uh, there were two thief, as we are aware, or two people that done wrong. And yes, it's hard just been thinking of the the moment there. But we are aware that even in that moment that he was willing to forgive. So if we are the representative of God, the one that should be shining and should be... uh, showing Christ to the world then i had to understand that today the reality is that self is puffed up and full of pride the bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked all that is in the world the loss of the eye the loss of the loss of the eye the loss of the flesh and the pride of life and i must say that if never a time where pride is on display is today in this world and in this time. So let us realize that as we are called out to be steward, to be the one that are sent out, that not only are we being watched by the world, but God has enabled us with the power that we need to be able to, and even if someone offend me, that I can have a heart to forgive. He has forgive us everything and we shouldn't, limit ourselves to just holding on to the hurt that someone has done and missed an opportunity to realize that yes it's sad as it is uh, offended as you are that god is calling each of us to a bigger picture he wants us to be the one who can go out there and be willing to put away selfish or selfishness and to realize that there is one next to us, possibly at, at, our, at our job, possibly in our community, possible as we saw them walking by, that needs to know the Lord. But as I said, if we do not have that heart of forgiveness, we can become so bitter and become so uh, taken up that we miss the opportunity. It says, Be kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another. And it doesn't matter what the issue that might occur. I think God is calling you and me to just understand that some of the little things that we hold on to, that His Spirit wants to reveal the true Christ to us, but because of these little issues that we miss the opportunity. So let us realize that, again, we're only here for such a time like this. And whatever we make of now is going to give an account of what happened when we get to heaven. And you know what I've learned to understand? That these little selfish ways and this these little pride and habits that I have oftentimes will cause me possible not to hear the Lord says when he comes. Well done, the good and faithful servant. Yes, we're not doing it because we want to gain and to achieve. But let us realize that again as we think of from here to there. That all will be able to take is the things that done for Christ. And as one says, that the only possible things that will take from here to there is that one soul, that one soul which me and you has invested in, that one life that me and you has lived out, and even though possibly has done evil to me and you, was able to forgive them and with the help of the Holy Spirit, would have been able to win them over. So let's just understand that even though it's hard, even though we're living in a world where men are so vile and wicked, that God is giving us the power to cause that as we live, as they note what we're doing, that they can see that there is a difference in me and you. So as we understand that forgiveness is oftentimes difficult it's oftentimes we choose who we want to forgive that also it's important for us to make the first move the last point i would like to talk about is i was thinking of the woman who was caught in adultery and we're aware of this story so um, remember that they wanted to stone her, but the Lord uh, within that time asked them about others that have no sin, and because of this, there was no one that was able to ah uh, rather we would say, come.' get uh, clean of not having a fault so true that the woman says the lord says to no woman that she should go out and sin no more and this is what it's like is that even though she had done something amiss wrong something which is hard the lord was willing to forgive her but there is, a, there is a cost to it. She was told to go out and sin no more. And that is what I want to say to us that having been forgiven by someone, that we should try our very best to understand that even though someone has forgiven you, that this is not something that you keep on practice, you keep on... Go back and do the same thing to offend the person. There has to be a change in your behavior. So to forgive someone without requiring require in a change would allow it to accomplish to evil. You know, so as we are being forgiven by others, let us realize that God's expect. A change in mind and your life so that we do not become of those who are not sure of what we stand for. God's want us to again be different, and if we are living in sin, yes, if you confess He's faithful and just to forgive us. But remember, uh, there's a verse here that I have written from Proverbs. Proverbs says that, um, we should not continue in sin, you know, because even though forgiveness demands a change, you know god expected us proverbs 28 verse 13 is the verse i'm referring to and i just read that verse because i think it's vital to understand that as we been forgiven then there should be a change you know forgiveness demands a change in one behavior so that's proverbs 28 verse 13 and i just read that then i probably close this off. Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says, He who cover his sin will not prosper, but whosoever confess and forsake them will have mercy. Not only is the confession important, but it says, and forsake. Forsake meaning you stop doing it. Again, as we said, the Lord says to that woman, "Stop, go and sin no more. So there has to be a change in one life as we are being forgiven. You know, um, often we hear this, um, we do something for, against someone and we said, we are sorry. And no doubt, two minutes later, we're doing the same thing. And sorry becomes so much a loose word that it doesn't have really carry any meaning anymore because of us realizing that, yes, it's easy to say, I'm sorry. It's easy wanting the person to look beyond what I have done. But I think that all of us, either if you're on the offended side or you're the offender, that having been forgiven, require a change. You know? So, again, the Lord says, go and sin no more. But I believe that as we understand what the Lord did for us, that he give us a fresh start. You know, there is a new beginning. There is a burden that has been lifted there is a debt that has been cancelled that even though all of this has been done for us that the Lord's demand a change in mine and your life that as we walk there should be a sense of us having a direction hasn't been directed by the Holy Spirit so as I said even though sometimes. It seems as it's not important because it all depends on what we base people or the interests we have for each other. That you haven't been forgiven. Let's not just continue doing the same thing over and over. But let us try with the work of the Lord to make that change. The change is important because the Lord says here, if you confess and forsake you will have mercy. So let's realize that we have all failed. We have all messed up somewhere along the way. There's something might have been in my heart and in maybe possibly somebody's heart that we need to forgive. So as we understand that this is what might be hindering, this is what might be poisoning my body and cause illness and aches and pain because of me holding on to things too much, let us realize that God is calling out us at this present moment. So even if we have to make the first move, even if we have to go on and possibly they will not sometimes listen to you. But let us try to make the, the first move. That as we see God is working in a world where there is so much that are disowning, denying, so many that are turning away, uh, from the fellowship because of the little facts and the little issues that have been happening that we can understand that God's wants you and me to really get to the point where we can be willing to deny ourselves, to pick up the cross, and to follow him. First, it starts with me where I'm at. If I'm holding on to things, if I have a, a resentment, if there is resentment, if there is anger, if there is bitterness, if there is pride within me, then I know sure for sure that God not, will not be able to use you and me so that as we walk in this troubled world, that others that are looking on can really say of us that truly those have been with Christ. It's a time to understand that we have been called out and been sent out to turn the world upside down. Where does it begin? It begins right here with me and with you. But I believe that if there is hindrance, if there is resentment in my heart against each other, then God's spirit cannot or will not be able to use you and me to do the work that we have been called and sent out To do so, as I think of just this little thought today, that's how easy it is for us to miss the opportunity of what God has called us to. That He's with us, He's before us, He's behind us, He's around us. But God wants you and me to be fully devoted and be fully committed. To that which he have interest to you and me so as god laid this little thought in my heart this morning i think that oftentimes we can do more but it's only start when my heart is so Lord for him amen